using pre-planned lines on dating apps to start conversation does not work generally for women because we have a sixth sense. We have like a sniff test. We can tell that those lines are maybe lines that you got from a YouTube pickup artist dude, or you even maybe came up with it on your own, but now you've used it for every single girl over and over and over. It's like that saying, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day or teach a man how to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. Give a man a pre-written line and he'll date for a day. Teach him how to banter and he'll date for a lifetime or maybe not a lifetime because you'll find the one right away and then you'll stop dating and you'll just be married. But you know what I mean? I am Kristen from kristenandchill.com and I am the banter queen. I teach guys how to charm more than just the socks off of women. And if you're struggling in conversation, if you're getting ghosted, if you're never hearing back, if you're never ever getting the results that you deserve, hit me up at kristenandchill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have one of your favorites, Mark Singh, back on the show. And he's going to give us 10 tools that give you confidence, like quick and easy ways to get back to confidence. And they are guaranteed to work. I'm telling you every single time that he said even one of them, I instantly felt confident as soon as I did them. So keep listening. You're going to love this episode. Welcome back to the Ask Women podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source, women. But today we also have a man. So I'm your host, Kristen Carney, of course, here with Marnie Kinris. And today we have a regular, we can call Mark a regular. We have regular Mark Singh on with us today, who's full of so much good stuff. Yes, he's very good at going to the bathroom. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Sorry, I'm in like mom mode right now. I'm like, oh God. (laughs) Yeah, Mark's in diapers too, so it makes sense. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But I was just reading something about NLP. I don't know what came up about NLP, but I was like, oh, Mark. And then I was like, oh, yeah. And then five minutes later, I'm on with Mark. I forgot that you were going to be here, but I'm so glad that you're here. And we're going to talk inner game today. So, Mark, take it away. Mm -hmm. Yes. Hey, thanks for having me. I do appreciate it. So I haven't seen you in what's it been, like six months now? Yeah, I think six months, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but tell us, like, give like a brief rundown in case this is not a second or third chance of hearing you. If it's a first chance for some guys, give a quick rundown on on who you are, what you do, and then what we're going to cover today. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Mark Singh, and I host the Unapologetic Man podcast. I'm also a dating coach who uses NLP, as Kristen talked about. NLP is neuro-linguistic programming, and basically the premise is, is that We have belief systems and programs running in our head, much like a computer has programs running on it. And those are usually created in the first seven years of life. So during that time, as we all know, you guys listening have all experienced this, we don't always get the best programming. And usually we adopt it from our parents, our siblings, our teachers, anybody else influential in our lives. And because of that, we're basically running with outdated programs that no longer serve us or never served us to begin with. For example, a program that's really common for my clients is I'm not enough for an attractive woman. 
sex is wrong, these types of belief systems that thwart your ability to not only attract women, but also be confident, right? A lot of guys have self-esteem issues and stuff like that. And the premise is that belief systems are just BS. Look at belief systems, BS. It's just a it's just a program that's written in. And as easily as it was written in, we can take it out with these NLP modalities, which is like a visualization, right? Marnie, you and I did that course together, Visualization Mastery for Dating Success. It's a visualization that takes you through using language, we're able to remove those belief systems or install new ones. So on today's podcast, I have 10 tips for how to increase your confidence with NLP-based modalities as well as some other things. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Ooh, I love it. As I said before, like Kristen and I get to sit back and relax during this episode because Mark, he runs his own podcast, The Unapologetic Man, and he knows how to run podcasts. So I'm just going to let you speak because who cares what I have to say? I want to hear these (laughs) things that you have to list off for us. Sorry, Mark, to jump in. I just want to tell the audience how interesting this NLP stuff is before they even start listening because one of the times you were on the podcast, you did the NLP stuff with us and I was crying. I had tears kind of streaming down my face as we were going through your process. I forgot about that. And it wasn't because you were telling me I was bad. You know, it wasn't like you were making me feel that. It was because I was actually feeling so much joy. So the listeners know it's a really cool experience. Yeah. 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 If you know Kristen, you know that she doesn't do that very often. So (laughs) that's a huge impact. Yes, I do. That's wonderful. My daily ritual, actually. Yeah. So hopefully we'll give you a couple more that'll do that to you. So The first one is actually kind of similar to that one that I did where you teared up where we want to get you into a peak state. So we're talking about confidence and confidence, as you guys know, can sometimes come and go depending on the situation. And of course, when it comes to situations where we want to be confident, approaching a woman, giving a speech, even being on a podcast like this one, we want to get ourselves into a peak state. So I actually did this exact NLP process before I even jumped on with you ladies today. And what it's called is it's called state transference. So what you do is you basically remember yourself in a situation where you were super confident, where you just won a sports event, when you just gave an awesome speech, when a girl gave you her phone number or gave you those flirty eyes. And we've all been there. We've all been in a good situation where we just felt good. So what I want you to do is actually picture you standing in front of you. So you're looking at yourself in that state. What were you wearing? What was your body language like? What kind of noises are you hearing? You could even incorporate smells into it if you were wearing a certain kind of cologne. And in so doing, you see yourself standing in front of you and you can tell you feel good. And while you look at yourself standing there, I want you to feel the same feelings that you felt during that time. I want you to try to put yourself in that space where you felt those things. Now, as you look at yourself in that what we call disassociated state in NLP, I want you to brighten up the colors. Let's put the contrast up. We'll put the brightness up. Put everything up so that everything becomes so much brighter, just like you adjust something on a TV screen. Now I actually want you to make you bigger. So the person who you're looking at in front of you, the you of the past, is actually becoming larger, twice the size, three times the size, four times the size, until he, or for you ladies, she is a giant standing in front of you. Now I also want you to turn up the volume. Was there music going? Was there people talking? What was the environment like? And also the smells. Smell that cologne you were wearing. Experience exactly what you experienced, both audio, visually, as well as smells during that time. And once you have him in the peak state, I want you to have him step inside of you. So have him walk over, or her, Marnie in your case, 
step inside of you. And now I want you to feel those same feelings and show yourself how confident you can be if you just feel it first. So that's called state transference. It's a quick NLP process that you can do before you go out. Love it. Right? Is you just do it. I felt that in my chest. Yeah. 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 It's like a wave like came over me. Mm -hmm. I could feel that. Yeah. And if you have it in your chest, your chest is a good place to focus on energies in any situation, particularly anxiety and then also confidence because usually it manifests in one place in your body. And then we can play with that energy. As you know, Marnie, we've done this together actually where you can actually change those energies inside your body, both making them better. And if it's anxiety, for example, by taking it away. So that's called state transference. You guys can do that before you get out to, to get some instant confidence. All right. So the second one is about validation. Okay. So a lot of us who, and I was definitely in this place, are rejected or fear of getting rejected. We are too dependent on what other people think of us. Okay. So we think that if we're rejected by a woman, it's a statement about who we are as a man. It means we're not enough. It means we're not attractive. And then we go cry in the corner of our bed in the cannonball position for two days because we can't take that kind of rejection. So what we call this in NLP is we are too externally validated. And what that means is we're placing too much dependence on what other people think of us. We're not even listening to what we think of ourselves. So what we do in NLP is we do what's called an NLP validation switch where we become more internally validated than externally. So this is a process that we do and we don't have time to do it on this podcast. But if you go over to my podcast, it's called The Staircase. My podcast again is called The Unapologetic Man Podcast. Search for The Staircase. And that'll actually show you the visualization. But we always say in NLP that awareness alone is curative. So you may just suddenly have the epiphany like, oh, I am way too externally validated. I don't care enough about what I think of myself. And so I'm afraid to go up to a woman because if she rejects me, then the world is over, right? It means I'm no good. I'm not worth it. I'm unattractive. But really, that's her issue. Like she may have just gotten a phone call from her ex-boyfriend. You may not be her type. She may be having a bad day. Like we don't know why she rejected us. So why put it on ourselves? What we need to do is focus on the fact that we had the courage to go talk to her in the first place not the result. And that's another tip is we focus on the effort, not the result. And the effort is I went up to her. I was scared to do so. I did it anyway. And yeah, I was rejected, but I don't even care because I don't know why she rejected me. What I'm proud of is that I'm internally validated and I went up and I did it. So if my client comes to me and he says, I asked 10 girls for phone numbers, which by the way, I don't suggest doing, but if he did that and he says, I got rejected every single time, I smack them on the shoulder, give them a hug, and I say, good job, brother, you did it because you overcame your fear and it's the action of doing it, not the result. So when you're internally validated, you validate yourself. Like, you know you're enough. You know that you're a champion. You know and approve of yourself in a way where it doesn't matter what the other person thinks of you. And so whatever you do, you feel confident in doing it. Now, awareness alone is curative, so maybe just hearing that, it clicks something in your head. But if it hasn't, then I suggest doing the staircase. That's an actual NLP visualization I take you through. It's got meditation music. It's cool. We go down into the subconscious mind. We walk down the staircase, flip open the control panels and do this process to flip you over to internally validated. It's extremely effective. Wow. Okay. I felt that too. And it resonated with me as well, what you yeah. were just saying. So these are great. See, Kristen, go to sleep. We can just relax. It's amazing. I am asleep. Yeah. No Should offense. we just like get off of this? 
You record these on your own. We'll upload it. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Okay, Seriously. So, <laughs> all right. See you ladies later. I'll let you know when I'm done. Bye. Right. <laughs> so the next one is to be a man of your word. I mean, in today's society, this is so unbelievably underrated, but so important. And a woman of your word too. And what I mean by that is every word you say by definition should be a promise. I promise you I'm going to show up at that time. I promise I'm going to pay you back. I promise I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. Because if you don't do what you say you're going to do, what does that say to your subconscious mind? I can't even trust myself. Like what I say means nothing in this world. And our word is the most powerful thing we have, right? So when you do what you say you're going to do, you always do it. You're always a man of your word. You're down to the penny honest, as I say you begin to grow confident because you know, listen, what I say is going to happen. It's basically manifest in the world. Like, for example, Jesus manifesting bread. It's just his word, boom, it's done. And then from that, you gain great confidence because you know, I can be trusted. My word is bond. When Marnie asked me to show up on the podcast, I am here. Like, I will die before I not come, right? I will do whatever it takes, move heaven and earth to be here because I told her I'd be here. And then you're confident and other people get confident in you too. And it snowballs in that way because they know they can count on your word. Perfect. Jesus made bread? Out of thin air, Marnie, just with his word. Really? This is he's pretty impressive, that Jesus. Okay. I didn't know that he made bread. Gotta have something to drink and eat. I'm Jewish. I don't know. We don't get taught these things. Okay. So, I'm not super educated. I'm not Christian. I am spiritual, but not Christian. But I believe, right? He manifested bread instantly. I don't know. Might have been challah bread. Well, he manifested something. I thought Mr. Wonder did that, not... Jesus. So no, I'm just well, he's also, he doubles as Mr. Wonder. Right. That's true. <laughs> All right. So the next one, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, is to drop negative belief systems, right? So yes. belief systems are super malleable. In fact, we can decide oftentimes just to not believe something anymore. And this happens when something changes our mind on YouTube or a Google search or an experience, right? Where we think like, oh, my current belief system really wasn't right. I'm going to believe this now. And it's super malleable and the brain is actually malleable physically. And so when we decide that a belief system such as I'm not enough, sex is wrong, you shouldn't approach women, I'm not good at sex, whatever the belief system is that's holding you back, when you simply decide, listen, this isn't conducive to success. Why am I holding on to this? This is like my dad's BS belief system. This is my mom's BS or somebody else. Why am I holding on to this? Why do I believe this? So oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes you can just simply decide to drop it and replace it with the opposite, more powerful belief system. However, sometimes it does take intrusive NLP processes, which is what I do in my coaching. But for a lot of you guys, I want you to analyze your belief systems. And one of the ways to do that is to try on a belief system. Like Marnie was talking about how she felt the energy in her chest. Well, if Marnie were to say to herself something like, I'm not beautiful or <laughs> whatever belief system she feels maybe <laughs> inside of there, which is not conducive to success, if she were to try that on and get a negative feeling in her chest, for me, it's in my chest too, but some people feel in their hands, some people feel it in their abdomen, wherever it may be. If you try that on and there's that negative feeling there, we'll first decide to drop it. Say, so, you know, I'm not going to believe that anymore. I'm going to believe the opposite. And you can start telling yourself the opposite. Now, of course, the intrusive NLP processes are more effective to remove them. But you guys who don't want to sign up or don't want to do the work in that way can simply start telling yourself the opposite. For example, a lot of my guys think they're not enough. I'm not enough for an attractive woman, a high quality woman. 
So what we do is we first identify it. Okay, hey, listen, you believe you're not enough. And whatever happened when you were in kindergarten that gave you that doesn't matter. What matters is the current state of your belief system. Go ahead and do the opposite belief system. Try it on for a while. I am enough. And keep telling yourself that over and over again. What happens is slowly it starts to change and slowly that becomes your reality. Because again, belief systems, BS. Even the good belief systems are illusions. So why not pick the best illusion for you? Pick the best one that gets you the results because the results are real. The belief system, the reality in your brain is an illusion. It's the matrix, but the result that comes out of it is real. So pick the ones that work best for you. And you can do that quite literally by deciding to believe what you want to believe. Just decide it and it will happen. The most important thing that you're highlighting continuously is that you are in full control. It's like most often people are blaming these external things that, as you said before, that's a belief system. It's BS. Those things are actually not in charge. It's the internal system that is at work and you can control it the same way that you can control your iPad, your your computer. You can make the mouse move left and right. You can close down that tab if you want to, but you have to actively do it the same way that you're doing it with your iPad, your computer, your phone. You have to first know that you have that control and then you can have the control to do whatever you want. So I love it. Like every single one of these tips or tools that you're explaining to us really highlights the fact that the people listening are in full control and can be in full control. It's within their own power. Yeah. Nobody can affect you without your permission and you teach people how to treat you. So if you have a negative reaction to what somebody says to you, it's your fault. I hate to say that. And for a A lot of people, it's a hard pill to swallow, but whatever negative reaction you have to whatever happens in your life, it's you. It's you. You are the ultimate programming and belief system for yourself. So look at that. What really bothers you? And this is where we should go. This is why I say follow your fears, follow your pain, is because in those, that's the signal of where you need to improve. So if I get really butthurt when Marnie says like, oh, Mark, why are you wearing a hat to the podcast today? In fact, we're all wearing hats today, which is kind of a weird coincidence. And I'm all like hurt about it. Like, oh, well, like, why would she say that? It's me. I need to take responsibility for that. In fact, my podcast is called the Unapologetic Man Podcast because we need to be unapologetically ourselves. And when you accept yourself unapologetically, which interestingly enough is my next point, you get more confident because you're like, look, I'm into World of Warcraft. I'm into Call of Duty and video games. I love to whatever nerdy thing or thing that you've deemed as nerdy you're into, accept it. Accept it as if it's the coolest thing in the world. And what will happen? Other people will buy into your reality. It's frame control. You have a strong frame, strong reality. You believe in yourself. You believe in what you think. Then you can literally create your reality. As I always say, Marnie, and I think I said this in Visualization Mastery, first you think of the picture, then you paint it, then you step inside of it. And that's the way reality really works. Yeah. And I totally agree. Can you maybe explain for a second why it becomes so difficult to trust these beliefs? Like, okay, so for example, as a child, so you said in the first seven years of life, that's when these things get formed, right? So if you were a seven-year-old who played some video game and some kid at school said that it's super nerdy and like you're a loser now, why when you're seven, like why is it so much more difficult to adjust these beliefs as a child compared to when you're older? Like, why do we get trapped in these beliefs? I don't even know if there's an answer for that, but why? There is. Yeah, yeah, there is. So the mind is super malleable in the first seven to 10 years is what we say. 
And then it kind of hardens up, right? It kind of gets a crust on it where it kind of stays entrenched in there. And the older we get and the more we subscribe to it, and furthermore, the more we use it and validate that belief, the stronger it gets. So while I say that awareness alone is curative, it is for some things, but other things, like I said, we need to get intrusive on. But yeah, for example, the kid said, hey, Dungeons and Dragons is for dorks, right? And then you're 25 years old. You just love Dungeons and Dragons. You can't help it, man. You just love it and you're playing it. But you have this like insecurity inside yourself because A of all, you never challenged it. B of all, it's been ensconced in your subconscious mind. And C of all, you continue to validate the belief that you have by the evidence you create because of it. So we are manifesting evidence based on belief systems and that creates and continues to perpetuate that belief system. So it gets deeper and deeper rooted in our subconscious mind until now we're just unconsciously acting it out in everyday life. And until we really get intrusive with it or listen to a podcast like this one and say, oh, I didn't know I could just change myself and my belief systems, it's gonna stay there. And that's why it's so hard to remove. It just gets really ensconced. Really deep rooted. Kristen was gonna say something before. There's a little bit of a delay, but I interrupted. Well, a while ago, years and years ago, when Marnie and I first started doing the podcast, I mentioned this girl who I'm quote unquote, or was quote unquote, like friends with, frenemies really. And she would make me feel a certain way. And I had expressed that to Marnie. And Marnie said, no, she doesn't make you feel that way. You make yourself feel that way. And I was so, not irritated is not the right word, but I was so like, wanted to stomp my feet like a child because I was like, no, she makes me feel this way. And I know she does. But what Marnie said really kind of was like taking the nutcracker and cracking the shell off the nut. And like, all of a sudden I had to see what was on the inside of why she was quote unquote, making me feel that way. And so that was a big, big, big moment for me. It really was, but it like Mark said, it's a tough pill to swallow. So my question though, for Mark is... For example, with this specific person, she's got an incredibly dominant personality. People say the same things about her that I say, how she makes them feel, et cetera. So there's certain personalities, and I do this with men that I work with on banter. They say, there's certain people I'm around. I just don't know how to be funny. I just shut down. I don't know how to be myself. And so with this girl specifically, that's exactly what would happen to me. In every other scenario in my life, I can be myself, I can be fun, I can be playful, but there's something about her energy. It's like a wall. It just blocks anyone else's energy. So what do you do when you're in a scenario, when you're around people like that? And for guys listening, maybe it's guys that they work with, or maybe it's women that they're attracted to, that there is like this very obtrusive kind of energy that they can't break through. Mm -hmm. How do they do that? So first of all, admitting to yourself that it is you. And what's interesting is we look at dysfunctional relationships, right? Oftentimes, the reason people are attracted to each other is because their dysfunctions are attracted to each other. So if you have a person whose energy thwarts you in some way, well, that's a dysfunctional relationship. And it's because of past history and you and her that just fit together like lock and key in that dysfunctional way. So the first step is, again, awareness alone is curative. You say, wow, there's something inside of me that's resisting her because other people, I mean, some people resist her, but not everybody. Some people can deal with her. Like you look at these people sometime who are married and you look at the wife or the husband, you're like, how in the hell is he? How do you do this? <laughs> how do you do this? Yeah. Like, How is he with her? How is she with him? And it's because 
they don't have that same neurology, that same programming inside their heads as you do to have that person annoy them. There's a next door neighbor of mine who my mom's friends with, who's like, I'm like, how does the husband deal with her? I just do not get it. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is me. What is it about me and her that makes her so vexing to me? Well, let me guess. My grandma was the same way. My grandma was extremely cruel to me when I was a kid. Huh, interesting. So what does that mean about my belief systems? Well, I believe that I'm not enough. And because my grandma told me I'm not enough, this lady reflects that in me and that's why it bothers me. So when you become enlightened or when you become really healthy and you have a healthy relationship with yourself, this podcast is about confidence, we'll call it confidence, people don't really affect you so much anymore. It's like water off the duck's back, right? Like, oh, they're just kind of asleep. They're just going through their karma or whatever it is, like whatever, it doesn't affect you. So again, it's all about you. Nobody can affect you without your permission. So the way to get over that person is to work on yourself. It's the solution to everything is to work on yourself because it all starts and ends with you. So that would be my answer. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you're suddenly going to be like, oh my gosh, now I love this person. I'm totally accepting of their personality. It may just be for you to say, I don't really enjoy being around them. I'm not going to put myself in that position, but I can totally tolerate them and appreciate them for who they are. Yeah. And not like take it so personally and have a sting every single time you're around them. Well, now that years have passed since we've met each other, I've kind of thought, huh, I wonder if we met each other now, how different that energy would be because I have done tons of work on myself in certain ways. And I'm sure it would be a completely different dynamic. Yep. And it's kind of exciting in a way to think about. I'm sure it would be too. Yeah. If only I could find her in a dark alley, I could really show her what I'm made of. (laughs) I know, seriously. Be like, okay, look at me now. I can tolerate you, no problem. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back with Mark Singh, who is going to reveal, I think the other five or there's six left? Five or six, yeah. Five left. Okay, so we'll be back after this. Are you going through hard times? If you are, join the club. And... In those hard times, are you finding that you don't really have anyone to talk to? Well, also join that club. Because even though we have friends and we have family, they all have their own lives and they all have their own problems. So it's really hard to find someone to talk to when you're struggling. So that's where our sponsor, BetterHelp, comes in. They are here for you, whether you're struggling with depression, with loss of a job, no matter what it is, Get thoughtful, timely responses and set appointments with BetterHelp. And I want you to start living a happier life today. Don't wait. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash askwomen. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash askwomen. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. 
Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. All right, we are back with Mark Singh, host of the Unapologetic Man podcast, which you can find anywhere that you can download a podcast. You can find it. It's super popular. People love it. And he focuses on empowering men to fight the fight, right? That's what your shirt says? Or what is it again? Oh, my shirt says never out of the fight. Never out of the fight. Yes. Love it. I love it. All right, let's go with number five and a half because we kind of talked about, what is it? Apologetic thing, but we never really dove into it. I forget. Sorry, you go. You take the lead. Yeah, it was like be unapologetic for who you are, accept yourself etc. So the next one, which is in the same vein is to erase the bad talk inside your head. Know that that's somebody else's belief system that was given to you before you could defend yourself from it. So if you say I'm an idiot, or man, you never do a good enough job, or no girl will ever like you, who's talking? Is that you? Or is that somebody else? Is it like little Jimmy from second grade who said that to you? And now you're just perpetuating? Why are you carrying his bullshit? Drop it, drop it like a bad habit. And if it comes up, What you say is, for example, I'm an idiot, man, I'm an idiot. I always do these projects wrong. I'm always late on it. You say, no, 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 no. Erase that. Okay. So erase that. That's a signal to your subconscious mind. Like this is being erased. I'm not saying this anymore. And then you say something more affirming, right? Well, I was an idiot, for example, is a good thing to say. Put it in the past tense and then say, I'm working on myself. I'm really trying hard. And again, reward yourself for the effort, not the result. So anytime a bad thing comes up, and it's interesting, Marty, because are you familiar with Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Have you ever heard of this before? I have. Actually, we're going to a jiu-jitsu class tomorrow night. There you go. So I'm doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and I'm just not very good at it, as most people are. Are you really? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Kristen plays golf and landscapes, and now I do jujitsu. So <laughs> love it. So I'm having a really, really, really hard time with it. I'm just getting completely decimated every time I go into it. I'm getting hurt. I keep stubbing my hands. I've broken. This is not going to make a good case for you, Marnie, to go to Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but I'm going to say it. I've broken a toe, broken a rib, dislocated a finger, Yikes. messed up my knee. It gets pretty intense. So I was driving home last night and it was a perfect example. Like you guys think like, oh, he has everything solved because he's a dating coach and a podcast house. No, I still struggle with this stuff too. And I got to constantly work on it. Well, I was driving home last night and I'm like, man, I'm just fragile. I'm fragile, bro. Like what the, I keep getting hurt. All these other guys aren't getting hurt. What the hell? And I said, no, no, no. Just like I'm teaching you guys. I said, erase that. I was fragile. 
I was fragile back in the day, but now I'm manning up. I'm doing what's hard to develop myself as a man. I'm going into challenges willingly, into my fear willingly. And for that, the old tap on the back, I congratulate myself. So this really works and you can do it in real time. Say, no, 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 erase that. I was X, Y, Z, but now, and the future is always more promising than the past, but now I'm working on myself in this way. So I can be confident about that because it's the effort, not the result. Love that. All right, so this goes into two, focus on how far you've come, not how far you have to go. So many people look up the mountain, they say, man, I have so far to go. So for me and BJJ, right, I'm trying to get my black belt eventually. Well, it takes most guys 10 to 20 years to get their black belt. And I've only been into it for two and a half years. So I'm like, oh my hell, I have so far to go. But if I look at the mark of the past who just started on day one, I could kick his butt. I could absolutely decimate that guy. And so you have to look at how far you've come. So many of my clients are like, man, you know, I'm just not getting the same results you are, Mark. And I was like, yeah, but man, three months ago, when you first started this program, you couldn't even look at a girl, let alone go talk to one. And now you're direct approaching, you're getting phone numbers, you're doing great. And okay, you're having a little bit of trouble on the first date. Give yourself some more credit and look how far you've come. And when you do that, when you turn back to look, you really get a feeling of accomplishment. So I want you to compare yourself not to others, but compare yourself to yourself of three years ago, of five years ago. Are you a better man now than you were then? And for all you guys listening, you work on yourselves, you're into this self-development thing. So I can almost guarantee you, you are. And that's where we put our confidence is that we're growing. It's only you against you, brother. It's not you against anybody else. And that's really important to remember. Okay, so another one, I'm just gonna keep going here, ladies, not even let you interject. Just taking control of this. Well, there's no need. <laughs> there's nothing to add to it. You're summing this up perfectly for the guys. So the next one is, I want you, and this seems a little airy-fairy and a little cheesy, but it's super effective from an NLP perspective. When was the last time you looked yourself in the eyes in the mirror and just said, hey, man, I love you? Or hey, Kristen or Marnie, I love you. I'm proud of you. You are a hard worker. You're a good person. You're putting value out there for the world with this podcast and all your products. How many times have you done that? And for a lot of you guys, you never do it. In fact, a lot of my clients avoid the mirror. They won't even look at themselves in the mirror because they don't like what they see. So my challenge for you to increase your confidence is to tonight, look yourself in the mirror and at the very least, just say, hey, I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you. And if you can conjure it, if you can do it, which is so weird, right, ladies? Like a lot of guys can't do this. They just can't. A lot of people can't do yeah, this. Yeah, a lot of women too. I love you. Try to say that to yourself and look yourself in the eyes and say, brother, I love you. Or for any women listening, sister, I love you. See how that feels. If it feels uncomfortable, then there's your weekly daily assignment, twice daily assignment. Do it every time you look in the mirror. I love you. I'm proud of you. I want you to be your own hero. I want you to, and this is the final point, act as if your own hero would act if you were in a movie playing that role. What would I do in this situation? if I were my own hero. Marnie, we were talking today about how we just got a new nanny and she quit out of nowhere, right? And it's a long story, I don't wanna get into it, but it put us in a super bad situation. So I was there with Marissa, my girlfriend, when she got the call from this new nanny. And Marissa's handling of the situation was just amazing. I was so proud of her. She was super nice. She wasn't yelling at the lady. She was looking for solutions and she just handled it like a champion. And I turned to her and I was like, man, I respect you so much. And I was like, do you respect yourself? And she's like, oh yeah. And I was like, do you look in the mirror and say, I love you? And she's like, of course I do. And I said, are you your own hero? And she says, yes, I am. And I'm like, I am too. 
because we need to act in a way as we would if we were in that movie role and be down to the penny honest, be a man of our word or a woman of our word. And when we do that, the confidence just skyrockets. And so I have shirts. Marnie was commenting on my shirt. She's like, can I have one of those? And I was like, I got a better one for you. No, the hat. I want the hat. You want, I want the, the hat, hat, huh? Okay. <laughs> got my logo on it. I want the hat. One of my shirts says, be your own hero on it. And I love that statement because it's so profound in the way that if you just act as you would, if you were in a movie role being your own hero, your confidence skyrockets. It's literally exponential. And so every day, every decision you have, you have to ask yourself, is this what my hero would do? Would my hero lash out at that nanny and say, yo, you totally screwed us. Like you gave us like two days notice. What are you doing? You idiot. Like get out of here. I hope you get diarrhea later. <laughs> like say something horrible to this woman. Right. <laughs> no, you say, I would be cordial and compassionate because she's probably suffering for some reason. There's something about us that reflected in her, Kristen, just like we were talking about something uncomfortable that you couldn't deal with. And it's her issue. It's not us, it's her. And I have compassion for her. That's what my hero would do. And so when I behaved in that way, as did Marissa, it was almost a good thing that this happened because it was able to bring us up to that next level of self-development. Yeah. So that's my final point is you just have to act as you want yourself to act. Do what you want yourself to do in the perfect situation so that when you're on your deathbed and you look back, you give yourself that pat on the back, you draw your last breath and you die with pride in your heart, knowing that you were a man, you were a champion, you were your own hero. And that's where confidence is bred. I absolutely love it. It's funny because when I was younger, my friends used to make fun of the fact that I had these three sliding mirrors in my room as my closet doors. But I actually realized how much of a gift they were to me because I used to talk to those mirrors almost every single day. I would act out countless scenarios. I don't know if I would look in the mirror and say like, you're beautiful, you're wonderful, you're whatever. I didn't do any of that stuff. But I would like properly rehearse so many scenarios that where I could gain confidence in the way that I was expressing myself and actually see the feedback coming up at me. So I love what you were saying about like seeing the hero in the reflection, like seeing who you want to be and letting it reflect back to you as you being that person. And then also utilizing your mirrors where you are saying to yourself every day, like you're freaking great. Like, I love you. You're doing great things list off five things that are absolutely amazing about yourself because the more that you reinforce to yourself that there's good and that there's quality there, the more you're going to start projecting that. What is it called? A self-fulfilling prophecy. If you believe it's shit, it's going to be shit. If you believe it's amazing, it's going to be pretty amazing or at least somewhere close to it. So everything that you shared, I think is right on point. And I really encourage everybody who is listening to this podcast, when you're done with this podcast, go listen and subscribe to The Unapologetic Man as you've heard from this show and as you've probably heard from previous shows with Mark. He is an unapologetic man and he's pretty freaking awesome. He did write the visualization for dating success program that I have on my site. It's unbelievable. He's very talented. And Mark, I want to thank you so much for coming onto the show and sharing this list with my audience. I think they're great things and easy tools for people to put into practice every single day. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. And Kristen, thank you for speaking today, being on a slight delay so that it's a little bit awkward on the show. And I like that you're you're wearing your hat and I'm happy you're here. It's just as perfect, isn't it? I know. 
But it's so funny that it's you who always has the delay. Maybe next time, hop on a few minutes early so you're the number two on and maybe it won't happen. Yeah, I don't know. I feel, you know, it's like, you know, Mark said, or like you were just saying, like we basically kind of manifest our world. Our thoughts manifest. And it's almost like my thoughts have manifested into putting me on a delay on this podcast so I can be even more awkward because (laughs) I focus on how awkward am I? And then it's just like technology will follow suit. See? Everything will follow suit. Right? See the power that you have? You're like a witch. You're in total control. But when you do realize, though, the power that you do have in your thoughts, have your thoughts create reality. And I mean, that's something that I'm really going through right now and really focusing on. So everything Mark said was really pertinent to me. But the thing about the mirror, I can't go a show, I guess, without mentioning that my mom passed away. But I had a woman say to me, if you want to see your mom, just look in a mirror. Yeah. And so for the first time, I only did it once, but I looked in the mirror and I like looked into my eyes and it was very uncomfortable. Like if it makes you uncomfortable to say, I love you. But I could do it because it was like I was saying it to my mom, but it was still to me. But I looked in the mirror and I didn't necessarily say I love you, but I love my mom so much that I looked for the beauty in me that was in her through the mirror to see her. And so it was like almost a step toward what Mark is saying. And it was a very emotional moment when you allow yourself to maybe see that beauty or see what is good in you. Again, I had to do it through like a second party, but now maybe I can get a step closer to saying it to myself in the mirror. I say it to myself when I'm like driving when everyone else is a shitty driver and I'm like, oh my God, Kristen, you're the best. I love you, you're the best. But then when it actually comes (laughs) down to it, you don't really feel like the best. So putting yourself face-to-face in a mirror really is putting you to the test. And so I love that. So anyway. I think so too. I agree as well. Well, Kristen, I love you. I love you, Mark. And Mark loves you and everybody else who's listening to this show loves you. So know that and then bring that on your next mirror visit. Mark, again, thank you for coming on. You can check out his podcast, The Unapologetic Man. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please don't go and download individual episodes. Please go and subscribe to our show and share this with as many men as you can or as many people because these are actually helpful tools for everybody, not just for men. But you guys are awesome. Thanks for continuing to listen to us and to support us. And we'll see you next week.